Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Sound. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the CentralBaseball.com. Whew, that was close. <laughs> this is Patrick Ryan from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball and Dog has from Federal Baseball on the line, coming to you after the Nationals drop a 4-3 decision to the Philadelphia Phillies tonight in the nation's capital. 15-4 and four on the year after the loss, and Dave will start with the man on the mound for the Nationals, Max Scherzer, 5-1, and one, 2-1-1 ERA, 190, 2-23-05 line against the 47 career innings versus the Phillies before tonight. Seven strong against them last week in Citizens Bank Park, but he struggled against the Marlins in the start between those two. Uh, said he wasn't finishing his pitches, missed his location tonight, a leadoff walk and a two-run home run, six pitches in at 2 nothing Phillies. Uh, he's given up eight runs in the first innings of his start so far this year, over five starts. Before tonight, six runs in the other 21 innings he pitched this year. Uh, leadoff walks in three of the first four innings. An RBI single by Cesar Hernandez in the fourth makes it 3-1 to one Phillies. The Nationals rally to come back, but Max Scherzer ends up throwing 116 pitches in six innings, seven hits, three nice. runs, three earned runs, four walks, seven Ks. Just another uneven outing for Max Scherzer on the mound there, and those first inning issues are continuing to haunt the right-hander. 116 pitches to get through six innings. That's just not who Max Scherzer is. And and you mentioned the walks. There, there were months last year where he didn't have four walks, and um, you know to issue four walks tonight against the Phillies, a a team with a propensity for swinging. It just he, he he's not sharp yet, and. Um, I say yet. Hopefully, it's just something that he's working into, um, and, and it's not signs of things to come. Um, you know, he he threw a lot of pitches last year, and he threw a lot of pitches in high leverage situations. Um, you know, the complete games, the the, the no hitters, the near no hitters. Um, you just I, you, you keep your fingers crossed. I am obviously the purveyor of gloom and doom, so. The first thing I think of is, is injury or or, or fatigue, um, because he, this isn't the Max Scherzer that we've been accustomed to. So um, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully this is just um, you know maybe some April doldrums or um, he's just got something just to tick off mechanically that, um, that that as he said last week is keeping him from finishing his pitches off because uh, Max Scherzer doesn't walk a lot of people and he certainly doesn't walk a lot of people leading innings off and he shouldn't be walking any Philadelphia Phillies, let alone uh, four of them in six innings. So, guys, after the last start, he said it was not a mechanical breakdown. It's just a matter of finishing his pitches. He thought it was something he could straighten out pretty quickly. Uh, the, the walks are troubling. I agree with Dave. Putting the lead runner on, and I think four of the first five innings, uh, two of those scored. It's just not the way to go about things. Throwing 116 pitches in six innings is not the way to go about things either. Uh, he got through six, but I guess it's a, even a quality start by that ridiculous definition of the term, but not a uh, impressive outing by Max Scherzer here. And I'm uh, interested to hear what he has to say after this. If he still thinks it's just a slight mechanical issue he needs to straighten out. Well, I put put up, put up the bat signal or whatever you have to do to summon Maddox. I mean, he's done fixing Geo. Let's, let's get him working on Max here. Uh, <laughs> it, it's kind of funny to... Of the four walks he issued today, two were to Odubel Herrera, who I was reading on the Internet just today, has changed his approach to uh, try and emphasize his strike zone discipline 
and has been taking advantage of the fact that pitchers don't throw him first-pitch strikes. And what do you know? Max didn't throw him a first-pitch strike in his first two at-bats, and he walked him both times. And arguably, that was the losing margin, him coming in on that, that first-inning home run after being walked. So throw strikes, Max. When you threw him a first-pitch strike, well, okay, he singled, but you made him hit his way on. And uh, he, he may have hit it in a hole, as he did right there. So uh, to sum up, it's never too soon to panic. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Just adding on to your note there, Oduble Herrera had a 16-game on-base streak coming into the series. He walked in the first at-bat of the game to extend it to 17 straight. Uh, has a third-highest OBP. This is our fun with arbitrary endpoint segment since April 8th. Uh, also has seen more pitches per plate, per plate appearance, 4.93 per plate appearance than anyone else in the majors. I noted after his second at-bat, 11 pitches in his first two at-bats. So he's putting together some impressive numbers there, showing some patience and discipline at the plate. So good for him, I suppose. Um, bad for Max Scherzer tonight. Dave on the mound for the Phillies. Uh, Vince Velasquez, I remember him from the Astros, though I didn't see him too often there. 2010 Astros second-round pick acquired in the trade that sent Ken Giles to the Strohs this winter. Off to a strong start with a 0.93 ERA, 204 FIP, 157, 203, 286 line against in 19 and a third before tonight. 97 mile an hour, uh, 94 to 97, I should say, fastball. He's really a two-pitch pitcher, though, with a fastball and curve. Doesn't use much else. But when you have a high 90s fastball on a curve that you can throw for strikes, you don't often need too much else. But he put together a solid start tonight. It was kind of impressive. Five, uh, six innings, five hits, three runs, three walks, four Ks. Uh, where's his pitch total? 84 pitches in six innings, a, a lot more efficient than uh, Max Scherzer. Some of those high fastballs thrown them by the Nationals hitters, got a few swing Ks there. Uh, impressive start. He ended up giving up three runs, but another impressive start by the young Philly starter. Yeah, we've uh, we've seen him twice now, and and uh, you mentioned the repertoire. It, it, it seems as if um, if you can if you can lay off the high fastball, you can have some success with him. That's easier than said than done. Um, um, and obviously, the Nationals have a propensity to um, to swing anyway. So uh, this is a guy that's going to have success against free swinging teams. And, um, and and you mentioned the trade. He is one of those guys that the Phillies got back in in that big deal. They they liked him. Uh, uh, he's a very solid prospect and going to be one of their better players this year. Um, the thing is, with two pitch pitchers, though, you got to make them come to you, and the Nats didn't do that tonight. They, um, you know, with the Nats batting lineup, and I'm sure we'll get to this uh, later. You know, they've got three guys hitting over 333 and four guys hitting under 200. Um, so you, you you pick your battles where you can. And I think Velasquez did a pretty good job of that. Velasquez in the Phillies, I should say, did a pretty good job of that tonight. Um, of course, until he got to the ninth inning and decided to pitch to the world's best hitter, um, almost inexplicably. But, um, yeah, give credit where it's due. Velasquez had a pretty decent night tonight. So, I guess I was, Harper was next on the list, so we'll go right to that. Uh 7 for 11, three home runs in three games versus the Phillies early this season. The one for one RBI single, three walks tonight before Dave mentioned they challenged him in the ninth inning. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Dusty Baker talked about uh, letting your closers go at him uh, on MLB Network Radio this morning and said, you know, it's hard to tell your closer to pitch around him when you don't have to. And uh, basically saying, you know, your closer, I don't think you can get this guy out. They let uh, John Mar Gomez pitch to him in the ninth inning. He does get the out from Harper challenging him. 
a few pitches that missed at spots that were definitely <laughs> risking danger against Harper, but kind of interesting the way they approached him all game. Uh, the Philly skipper said before the game they were probably going to take a new approach to him after he'd done so much damage early in the season. They did walk him every opportunity they could, so kind of interesting that they decided to challenge him in the ninth there when they could have just put him on. Yeah, uh, the, the game situation sort of seemed to warrant putting him on uh, early when they kept walking him. And I, I'd actually just been looking at uh, Harper's stats uh, earlier today, and he's been getting a career-high percentage of pitches in the zone recently. I think this game alone will knock that down a few percentage points. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it's just if it's a mental thing. If you're a, a closer, you just don't pitch around people. Uh, Harper actually seemed a little bit eager in that at bat. I, I think he, he chased a couple of things and got himself behind in the count uh, when when he didn't need to. But uh, you know, Har- Harper's not going to get them every time, no matter how much he seems to. He does seem to. Uh, Dave, just to not paraphrase uh, Dusty Baker, he was talking about the fact that uh, Kevin Jepsen pitched to him in the ninth inning of the game on Sunday when Harper hit the home run. He said, you can't ask your pitcher not to pitch to him because these guys have never run from anybody most of their lives. And most of these guys like this challenge of facing Bryce Harper the same way they like the challenge of facing Willie Mays and Hank Aaron and the greats that preceded Harper. That's the whole challenge of baseball is getting the best guy out. You tell your pitcher to walk this guy, or are you telling him that he's not one of the best? And so that's the beauty of sports are the challenges that are going to arise at any given time. Were you surprised that they uh, went at Harper, I guess, from what you said earlier, but actually got the out there in the end? Um, yeah, considering the way they treated him earlier in the game, um, I am surprised they went after him, and I'm surprised, frankly, that any team is going to go after him uh, if they have a base open or if he could potentially win the game. I mean, this is a guy that is showing time and time again that he comes through in those situations, quote-unquote, if clutch existed. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, con- considering that they'd already walked him three times, it, it just it, it seemed like they weren't going to let him beat him. But again, the old baseball adage: you don't want to walk the, the winning run on base, and um, and blah blah blah. I, I get where Dusty's coming from. Um, it's part of that old school macho approach to the game. Um, we're a little bit smarter now, um, knowing you know what can beat you and how often it can beat you, and et cetera, et cetera. But I get the idea that you want your best players going after the other team's best players. Um, unfortunately, our team's best player is the best player, um, and you don't want the best player beating you either. So you know it's one it's one tired cliche against another tired cliche. Um, the bottom line though right now is that somebody on this Nationals team not named Bryce Harper is going to have to win a game for them at some point. Um, tonight that didn't happen, and, and Bryce couldn't pull it out of his hat either. <laughs> nice self-edit there. Thank you. Uh, three, to one score. three to one score in the fifth inning. Second and third, one out for the Nats. Anthony Rendon grounds the third. Um, Mikel Franco makes a questionable decision there, runs to the bag, tries to throw across the infield late to first instead of going for the 5-4-3 that could have ended the inning. You could tell he questioned that, and some of his uh, fellow infielders were questioning his decision right after the play, especially because it brought Bryce Harper up with uh, Zim to follow. Uh, Harper and Zim both hit RBI singles there to tie the game up. So, guys, you're watching Mikhail Franco make that play. Is that a big mistake on his part? It lets the Nationals tie it up, obviously, but it looked like he had a good opportunity for a 5-4-3 there if he just went to second first. 
Yeah, I, I don't know why he didn't go around the horn. Uh, I, I was saying to myself, do I have the wrong number of outs here? Is he trying for a triple play? Wait, I thought there was one. And it was, it, no, it, it didn't make any sense to me at all that, that he ran to the bag like that. He was just, the, the ball wasn't hit hard enough, and he was too far off the bag. So, no, he, he should have gone around the horn. That was that was uh, purely a mental error at, that ended up costing two runs. And then Rendon hey, showed us how you're supposed to do that play. Yes, that really, really nice play on his part. That 5-3 DP, uh, sharp grounder, and I think it was Herrera got caught off the third base and tagged out for the double play there. The match tied it up in the fifth, Dave, but Oliver Perez on in the seventh inning. Strikes out Odubel Herrera for the first out of the inning, but back-to-back doubles by Andres Blanco, who really went down for a pitch that he had no business hitting there, lined it to left, and then Michael, Michael Franco again doubled the center. Uh, I think that was the one Michael Taylor tracked and couldn't catch at the wall. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, think I, remember, I think I remember you tweeting at that point that uh, Denard's fan makes that catch. Uh, Taylor looked a little shaky on that route, didn't get there, looked like he could have made that catch pretty easily. Not easily, it was a tough play, but... Looked like he was there in time to make it, but it ends up missing it. And uh, Blanco scores, ends up being the winning run there. Yeah, two two things about that sequence. Number one, um, Oliver Perez is going to do a really good job for the Nets this year as that lefty specialist, but he really shouldn't be facing uh, right-handed batters, and especially not the other team's best right-handed batters. And I think Michael Franco probably uh, qualifies for that for the Phillies. Um as far as Michael Taylor, I think he went three different directions on that route to go back on that ball. Um, that, that just shows Nats fans, um, you know, just how much of a pleasure it's been the last couple of years uh, to watch Denard Spann go back on balls because he really was one of the best route runners as far as center fielders go. He, he's he's lost a step over the last couple of years in center field, but he makes difficult plays look routine. And as Michael Taylor is a pretty decent outfielder, but he still he doesn't compare um, mentally anyway to, to Span yet. He has Taylor has some physical gifts, but still has has a long way to go um, tracking fly balls, especially over his head. This is a couple of times now where I've noticed going to his right and over his head, he seems to lose track of the ball and has to tr- change directions. But uh, but still, that's a ball that, that was going to settle at the wall. Um, that with his speed he probably should have been able to get to uh, and camp underneath of it as opposed to changing three changing directions three times and then trying to jump at the fence. It just it, it wasn't it wasn't needed. Denard Span would have settled under that and caught it easy. I forgot to set the show for thirty minutes, so we'll just wrap up here. I covered it pretty much all anyway. We'll just note the uh, calf strain from Matt Delisle. If anyone was wondering why he left that game under odd conditions, there. Uh, Wilson Ramos also on the bereavement list. Uh, no word on this. They're going to have to make a move for uh, Belial as well, but they brought up uh, Pedro Severino today with Ramos out for three to seven days after I, one of his grandfathers died. I, mean, I don't think they said which one it was. So too bad for Wilson Ramos there. He's off to a nice start. Nationals are 15-4 and four after the 4-3 loss tonight. Matt Knightley, sponsored by federalbaseball.com. Talk to you guys tomorrow night after the second of three with the Phillies. Go Nats. Hashtag free Trey Turner.